everybody. Welcome back to Rise of the Podcast. I'm Kara. I'm Keith. And I am Spartacus. No, and I'm Brownie. All right. Well, as you guys can tell, that is not Jeremy over there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, what no, a... Jeremy. <laughs> Welcome back, Keith. Thank yeah. you. Great to be here. Special guest host role. We've upgraded you from just guest know, to guest right? host. Ooh, well, thanks this for is, being this absent, This is the Jeremy. guest chair. That's the host chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Jeremy's gone for the next few weeks, so we're going to be filling in with guests. So, But the first thing I want to talk about is the... New thing that I've been seeing on Facebook on whether you hear your thoughts in your own voice or if you think your thought, like see words in your thoughts. Yeah. The, the, the variant that I've seen is whether it's somebody else's voice, your voice, or if it's just like you're like reading. Right. Huh. I've not seen this post or heard about this post. So okay. I only first saw it yesterday, yesterday yeah. or the day before. I think it's been okay. two days. Two days ago I saw the first thing. So, so I thought it was kind of interesting. What, what do you guys... When you think, what is your thinking form? I definitely think in my own voice. Okay. For sure. I think in my own voice as well. Okay, so do I. I thought for sure one of us would be different. Apparently that's not the case. So, no. well, how are things trending on Facebook? Like, what, so, do, what do most people say? The guy who did the thing, he did a poll on his Facebook group, and he said that 91 people said that they hear their own voice. But 18, 18 people were like, they see words. That's I so guess funny to me. it's almost like a diagram when huh. they think. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it's it was like a really PowerPoint. weird. I guess so. I, I I pulled up the article right before we started just so I could like actually have it. Man, that's interesting. Um, so but yeah, it says everybody has the inner monologue. But so here was the original post. Fun fact: some people have an internal narrative and some don't. As in, some people's thoughts are like sentences they hear, and some people just have abstract, nonverbal thoughts and have to consciously verbalize them. Huh. Okay. Okay. I guess I definitely have abstract thoughts in like visual thoughts because you okay. know I'm a, I'm a movie maker, so yeah. I I often like envision scenarios you okay. know that like could play out or have played out or could never play out, but are just kind of existing in my mind. Okay. So I feel like I, I kind of do that a lot. Like when I think about, oh, I've got like, I don't know, an interview coming up, yeah. you know, I'll like visualize how it could go. And like that walking helps me into like, the room and like yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and helps me prepare and yeah. stuff like that. But I'd yeah. say most of my thinking is definitely narrative Okay. Verbal stream of consciousness. Okay. I'll I'll say so like similar to to Keith, and I think this is probably just something that comes with being like in the field that we're in when you're making like videos and films and stuff. It's like you have to get good at actually being able to put that picture in your mind of what you're trying to do. Right. But so I'll say like when I'm doing math, like when I try and think through like do mental math, literally it looks like there's a sheet of paper. And the number is like so, like the long form, like addition or like multiplication and division and stuff. It's all there. So like the crossword. It's like I'm just I'm projecting what I would be doing with my hand into my mind. Wow, I Interesting. cannot do that. No, I can't. I don't think I can do that. So that, that's the only way. Like in, in particular, and I know that it's been a long time since I've like learned math, and there's like totally different ways to do it now. Oh but my like, gosh! The old like long form division where you had like the bracket oh, yeah. over the top and everything. And if I don't, the right do, way I, to do it. Yeah, if I don't. <laughs> If I don't visualize all of the stuff and all the things that are getting carried over and all of the all of that stuff and like multiplication, the same thing, mm -hmm. I cannot I can't do math in my head otherwise. That's the only way that math happens in my head is I have to like visualize what it would be like if I was writing it down. Interesting. I mean, I don't do math in my head at all. I do addition subtraction in my head. It's easy division. Yeah. But that's about it. I can do it with even numbers and multiples <laughs> of five. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But so like 
the whole like um like ab- abstract visual visualization of like mm-hmm. scenarios when I visualize things like I guess you'd call them scenes I never visualize them with different camera angles and edits and and like I, I don't visualize myself it's always like from my perspective you know and yeah. everything's in long take there's no cuts interesting so yeah. the mind's completely mine is like my brain is like assembling what I think the sequencing would be <clears throat> oh and yeah. that's how like I develop like the shot list and like when I'm when I'm writing the script and everything oh like, I do I'll, that I do that when I'm trying to put a scene together but not if I'm just like envisioning like oh how's this rise of the podcast interview gonna go today oh you know? okay that's all like you know. Yeah, no, like like when I talked to you, I've been thinking recently about um, doing some type of uh, like narrative, uh, either short or feature. Yeah. Like when, whenever like an idea pops into my head, it's like immediately like, like the movie is just sort of like playing to me and my mind is sort of sorting out like what I would like to see the type of mm. like like stylistically even like when it comes down to like how, how would the camera be moving for this type of thing? Like, like I've, it's happening to me right now. I'm just like thinking about like the car chase and how like, <clears throat> I, like I'm like seeing all these different shots of like how it's being put together. You know, it's like sure, it's it's I don't know. I feel like I'm t- saying something that nobody's relating to right now. No. But <laughs> <clears throat> I I do that when I sit down with pen and paper and uh-huh. really think about it. I think when I'm coming up with the concept for a movie or a commercial or whatever it is, it, it's mostly I think story mm. first shots okay. later so interesting so I'm, yeah i should not be a dp probably director <laughs> of photography so yeah. no that, that 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 might be like where like my technical app to do because it's like it's it's always like what is the image mm-hmm. mm, sure. is the first thing that comes through and like and i have to work to make sure that i'm picking the right images for the story obviously but it's like it's just shots right. <laughs> interesting okay so when you guys read do you visualize the location and the people when you read, or do you just read words and just go for the, like read the story? I, I guess there's a specific example. Have you guys ever heard of the book wool? It's Mm -hmm. this like post-apoc, you know, kind of like series of books. Hmm. When I read that book, I envisioned very specific real life people in the, like Ed Harris was the star. Sigourney (laughs) Weaver was in it. There was a couple like big name actors where I'm like, oh, this person's perfect, that person, that person, you know? Um, So I did that particularly with that book for sure. Any other books? Like I know when I read books, like right now I'm reading the first book in the Witcher series and like I visualize everything. Obviously it's easy to visualize like Geralt and Yennefer and Ciri because... I've played the game and watched the TV show now. So that's easy to visualize. But all the different, like, locations. Because in the first book, it's all, like, short stories. And so each place has a different location. Oh, cool. So you get a, I, I, I love – that's why I love reading. Like, I get to visualize, like, how I think each location looks. Mm-hmm. You know, for that reason, I actually usually don't enjoy reading the book – Okay. Of a movie that I've already seen. Because it ruins it for you because they already give you what it looks right. like. Right. Yeah. So yeah. like I'm, I'm actually watching The Witcher right now and it's awesome. <gasps> but I know if I oh, read so it, good. I'm just going to picture Henry Cavill and, and I'll, <laughs> not wait, that there's wait, anything wait. wrong with picturing Henry Cavill, but you know. There's nothing wrong with picturing <laughs> Henry Cavill. <laughs> All right. I set you up for that one. <laughs> but yeah, so Lord of the Rings, I guess, was an exception um, okay. where I saw the movies first. So I'm like, I got to read these books. Mm-hmm. And of That's course, I, for me too. I pictured all the actors, but it didn't make it any less no. enjoyable. So. No, for sure. 
I'm trying Brody. to think like the the last I, most of what I read are not nonfiction. It's always like uh, like Foreman style, how to create a cinema gra- or cinema whatever. <laughs> Late. So but I, like legitimately, I think the um, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows is the last book I read. Wow. Oh, okay. Like actual like non like textbook essentially. Interesting. So when you and I'm trying read to, these nonfiction books about filmmaking, do you like envision George Lucas like giving you a presentation? Right? <laughs> no, it's literally like so. This is gonna sound weird. It's all imagine like a 3D room of graph paper, and then like I'm just assembling components into different areas of the thing. So like when it's talking about like lighting setups, I'm in the like just like a blank room, and then like there's like just random object whatever in the middle. And it's like. How does this lighting setup work for this or whatever? It's like a very like clean space for me to be able to manipulate stuff around and try and understand the idea. Man, you'd be a good Green Lantern, actually. Do so, you guys know Green Lantern? Oh, the, the Brian superhero? Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. So like in the comic books and everything, like Green Lantern, you know, he just envisions like a machine gun yeah. and he can just build it. And he's got this green energy machine right. gun. And I'm like, I couldn't do that. I you know, know, I need the instructions. <laughs> but, <laughs> but someone like you, maybe, maybe you'd be a good Green Lantern. Yeah, there you I, go. Okay, well, <laughs> next career after commercial producer. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so kind of to, with that, Jeremy and I are watching a new TV show, uh, Star Wars. It's a Lego to Star Wars um, TV show, but it's called The Freemakers. And there's one scene where they talk about how the light side of the force builds, you know, and the dark side destroys. And so um, hmm. when the kid is kind of going through just a little bit of training – he starts to build things out of all these scrap pieces of Legos. So yeah, just uh, making uh, something out of nothing. That's cool. Huh. Yeah, it is cool. But the dark side built all these Death Stars and Star Destroyers. To destroy. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. They had to build this stuff, though. We, we built that. Oh, you, oh I never <laughs> are you guys dark side? Are you guys dark side or light side? Is to be determined. Yeah, I'm. I guess. I'm, I'm. We'll I'm see like if we cut them in half with a lightsaber. If they disappear, we know that they're lightsaber. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm a great Jedi, guys. I'm yeah. neither. She's no Jedi, actually. That's yeah. exactly. I've seen the music it. video. That's exactly. So. Yes. <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> Don't judge my dancing. <laughs> <laughs> That's more my fault than anybody's fault. We needed choreographers. Yeah. Actually, I do know a girl. I used to babysit a girl who's a dancer. Should get her in next oh. time. Are you guys planning a sequel music video? Perhaps. We've talked we've, about yeah, it. We've got some stuff that we're yeah. kind of looking at. That's some nice. stuff up our sleeve. Cool. But you should do a Lizzo song. That would be cool. I would need Wait, somebody. Wait, is I Lizzo don't... the one who does the, the the Minnesota Vikings? Is that her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brandy, Brandy doesn't listen to music. I, new I, music. I, yeah. If, if it didn't come out before 1987, I haven't listened to it. Yeah. That's, okay. You're missing out on a lot of stuff. I'm sure that I am. The, the stuff sort of trickles in, but like... The vat, like ninety percent of my music library exists from the fifties to the maybe early nineties. I like mm. the forties though too. The forties had some good music. I can't say I really know. Oh, I love watching World music. War Two music and like hearing the music they're playing uh, and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, I grew up in the wrong era. <laughs> <laughs> except, except I'd miss out on Star Wars. So yeah, yeah, that would be a shame. It would be a shame. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was a cool article, kind of like talking about thinking things. Yeah, it's interesting how people use their mind space differently. Yeah, yeah I think sure. Jeremy said he more visualizes hmm. than hears his own. He doesn't hear his own voice. And I was like, that's so weird. Like, I can't imagine not hearing well, your own voice. He's an it? engineer, right? More or less. So that makes sense. Yeah, I yeah. guess. That he, you know, visualizes. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm now, now I'm visualizing Jeremy's brain is just like those exploded diagrams of yeah. how everything fits together. I can see. Right. And that's just how, like... 
It's too bad we're not live streaming this so Jeremy can like comment in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's true. Oh, and so like, and I think like that might be why he messes up when he's doing like, cause he's like, I think he's so capable of understanding how this stuff works. He just gets mm-hmm. ahead of himself. Right. And he oh, makes sure. all these mistakes. Like he's not like incompetent in following instructions. No, he's, he's not. He's just like he. I think he thinks that. Like he's just getting ahead because he just knows how it's gonna go, and then he'll miss right. something, and then it's hilarious. Oh right. my gosh, it's hilarious! It's but, so great. Yeah, I know. Oh, I always see you making fun of him when he messes up. <laughs> I've, have, I've seen the video. Have you shown him the clip of the no, latest? I, I that <gasps> I haven't even. I've downloaded the card. That's as far as I've gotten with that. Okay, okay. Is that, it this build? No, that, no, it's that the one that's behind Chris right now. Uh, yeah, okay. it was off of that one. Okay. I want to talk about it, but I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, it's well because yeah. it needs to be like everybody needs to see it and be like. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> we have to. I'm trying to think. That's going to be like sometime in March. I think that one. Oh, it's out. so well, far away. When you were building, oh, sorry about that. It's microphone. okay. I do it all the time. When you were building this one, mm-hmm. maybe it was this one. I don't know. You showed me one video where Jeremy he like put the wrong piece on like way too early on. You guys had to like backtrack. Oh, like, that's the oh, one wait. that just came out yesterday. That's Major Von Reg's Tie Fighter. Oh, so yeah. That's what, so we did do a live stream of that one. So go to our Facebook page and watch the live stream. Right. Uh, <laughs> But then, then we actually like cut the video together and did a regular time lapse as well. That was so well, painful. But, like literally, it was like in the first third of the build, he had just misplaced it, but like a brick or something. And yeah. so then a piece I had to place later didn't fit um, because there was a piece, a little a bar poking out, and so I couldn't fully seat the piece that I needed mm, to put so, on. So it all came all the way apart. God, and like the the, 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 the so part, painful. the part that made it into the video. It's like, I think like a minute long or something. It was a solid like 20 minutes of like reversing everything they had done up to that point, installing it the right way and then building it back out. I think if he would have followed the instructions afterwards, he probably would have gone a little bit faster. Yeah. He's he's like, like, I don't don't need need instructions. instructions. (laughs) I'm a guy. That's karma. (laughs) Poor Jeremy. He's not even here. We're still making fun of him. He's not here to defend him. You can feel the roast happening right now. (laughs) There's like a ringing in his ear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Poor guy. Yeah. I mean, like and the, those are kind of like the heart of those videos is it like is. just like the I don't know if anyone's ever built a Lego kit without making a mistake. Oh, sure. It always and it's like it's just like it can be something simple, it can be something cataclysmic, and like we've covered the entire gamut. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. What what type of mistakes? There wasn't a whole lot for the starter story. It was a 12 and a half hour build. And I think he and I were so focused on making sure we did everything. Correctly, 12 and a half hours. It yeah, that's insane. I yep. mean, at the very end, I forgot to put one piece on this little piece right here, oh, right yeah. here. But I mean, spoiler <laughs> for the end of the video, I'm doing, oh. the out, I'm doing the outro to this build, uh-huh. and Jeremy notices there's not a piece there, and I'm trying to just get the outro done, and I'm looking for. Because he handed me all the spare pieces and I threw them in, the, in that drawer. Yeah. Our, our spare and drawer. And I'm digging through the thing trying to find it and I'm doing the outro and I'm like panicking because I'm like <laughs> almost done with the outro and I want like, and then like right when, I, when I'm when i setting Kara up to say, may the force be with you, I toss it out of the table. And he catches it. Well, it just but, went to the and then like, I, I can't remember if Jeremy or Kara ended up putting put it, it on. Jeremy put it on. Nice. But yeah, it was just one of those things where like uh, literally the last possible, like it felt so intense to me because I was like, I need to get the, this outro done. <laughs> right. 
long to drag on. I, I don't like um, I don't like doing jump cuts when I don't have to. I really only usually do them during the games. Sure. Mm-hmm. Just because there's no reason for people to sit here and just like watch thinking, you know. Right. Right. So in, the, in that sense, it's acceptable. But for me, like the time lapses, they should be a little bit more polished. I didn't want to redo the outro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or have a big jump cut in the middle of it where we're looking for this last piece. Right. So I was like, I, it was really satisfying to me that it was like I. Found the piece, yeah, right, right at the end of the thing. How so. devastating would it have been if it was a piece that had to like hook underneath here to oh, pop out the hole goodness. or something like that? That'd been horrible. Yeah. Fortunately, it was just a quick little easy bloop and done. It's yeah. so detailed. Seriously, like look underneath here. The detail even yeah. in here is ridiculous, and you don't see that. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's all awesome. in shadow. It's like the the thing. It's like it's like nineteen gigantic yeah. pieces. It is, and four thousand seven hundred baby pieces. Just detail bits. Sure. There's a little. T- there's even a little Tie Fighter under here somewhere. It's down. It's down by the bay. Right here. Oh, cool. Just a little baby Tie Fighter. It's like, okay, y'all nice. did like a crazy job with this thing. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Oh, but yeah, Chris told you about the uh, what, what eleven thousand piece. Yeah, the dreadnought. Yeah, that thing is. Oh my gosh! How does this by Lubin? I think, I think it goes yeah, it's like on the side. There's like a hole or a clamp there or something on one of the sides. This is why I don't do Legos. Oh well. I don't know. I'm putting them out there. <laughs> the Tantive before is docked on top of the Star Destroyer. I it's knocked it. Yeah, I knocked it off before we started recording, and I'm like, I'll just knock it off again. <laughs> I wonder if a piece fell off with it. And very Perhaps. well, Jeremy's knocked it off a bunch of times. Too, oh yeah, so yeah. Don't I mean, it is like that. right no, there. Don't feel bad whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. It's totally fine. Oh, anyway. so for those of you who are listening to the audio version of this podcast, we're talking about this giant <laughs> Ultimate Collector Series Star Destroyer that's sitting on the table, that's holding our microphones up. <laughs> and also, since we're doing it, come on over to YouTube and watch the video version. It's just as good, but then you get to see us too. Yay! Yay! So there we go. Pitch, pitch out of the way. Good job, us. <laughs> yes. Virtual high five. Boop. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I think that we should move on to talking about the Mandalorian. Yes. Now that. that somebody finally watched it, uh, yeah. he, he's been done with it for a little while. Oh, have you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been okay. done with it for several weeks now. I mean, still, oh, I, I was okay. that was like way behind most well, of the world, but still. I was gonna say, I don't, I don't think we've had you on since the Mandalorian. So I guess. No, he was on yeah. six weeks ago. Was the last time we had him on. And the yeah, Mando came out. Mando like, came out for 39, seven weeks ago. I think the first episode, or maybe the first two episodes, have been out. Right. Okay. And so but, we couldn't really talk about it. And yeah, now and, I and feel we didn't like, really. Then we don't want to spoil it as it's going on either. Right. But now, like we're spoiler-free territory. Well, what yeah. spoilers sucks is okay. Europe still doesn't have it. They're not getting it till March. Oh bummer! So yeah. I'm sure any diehard fans though have been online and oh, yeah, you know. yeah VPN. Oh, okay. get yourself, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say everybody has streamed it at this point. You know yeah. they have, and if you haven't, they're goody two shoes. Yeah, right. Just kidding. Man. You guys are awesome. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for not though. stealing intellectual property. You guys are the real MVP. So is Disney Plus. Not in Europe yet. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty okay. sure that's the thing. Is yeah. That Disney Plus hasn't launched over there yet. And I'm, I'm, okay. that's it. All comes down to licensing stuff mm-hmm. because different right. distribution rights holders in different areas of the world. And all right. That, right. So. Well, I know like Europe, England specifically has some weird like TV tax or something like that. Huh. So I wonder if Disney Plus, because it's a new streaming service, it has to be somehow worked into all that. Maybe. I'm also. I'm. I got to be pretty sure that Disney 
didn't really care about retaining its foreign rights deals to all no. its intellectual property. They're just like bloop, 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 you know, and just mm-hmm. let the money come in from licensing all their content. Mm-hmm. And now the process of like recollecting it so that they can launch their own channel in Europe is probably yeah. just a lot of waiting, right? Oh, yeah. Over contracts um, to expire. Yeah. I feel that's kind of akin to like the Beatles <laughs> didn't have the, own the license to like almost all of their songs. Right. And then, like, like famously, Michael Jackson bought a huge chunk of the Beatles library. Right. After, Dang. <laughs> Paul McCartney was like, yeah, one of the best investments you can make is buying other people's songs, basically, to Michael Jackson. Uh-huh. And then he turns around and snipes <laughs> Paul Man. McCartney off of the Beatles catalog. Well, I guess so, that's the business world, right? Yeah, but uh, just just insane. Like, just, like, the way that stuff like that works. It's, yeah. like, being able to own your own IP is mm-hmm. so important. Yeah, for sure. That's so. why I'm not selling Gravedigger Dave to Warner Brothers. Sorry, Warner <laughs> Brothers. But I'll sell it if you if you contact me. <laughs> Disney's gonna call you up now. Yeah. yeah. You just need to keep the merchandising rights. So that's yeah. the one thing you need yeah, to do. Yeah, that's what George Lucas and the yep. money's in the action figures. It it, it totally is. Holy so, cow. Yeah. Like yeah. have you watched the toys that made us on Netflix? No, I haven't. That's great. That's amazing. That I've only cool. watched the Star Wars one, but Holy cow! Those things have retained their value. The hundred yeah. percent. All of it's su- like there's an episode about Barbie that's incredibly interesting, and like really? and the, 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 there's one that sort of focuses like because Kenner did the Star Wars toys, mm-hmm. and uh, so the, so Mattel did Barbie. They tried to go through Kenner and they didn't want it, and they tried to go. Barbie didn't places. want Kenner. No, no. Or Kenner didn't Bar- want Bar- Kenner didn't want Barbie. Yeah, they didn't know it was going to be a thing. I, I, I really hope that I'm not misspeaking because it's been a while since I've seen it, but I'm pretty sure that's the thing. And then they ended up like sort of. They had Mattel was the only one that would do it, and it ended up be, like it's it's carried the Mattel brand basically since. Well, seriously, then. I actually didn't realize that there was a Mattel brand outside of Barbie. So yeah, oh, yeah I, they I used to do had like they too. had like a couple of board games and some other <clears throat> stuff, but sure. nothing so, that like Barbie. We yeah. we had an elderly friend pass away recently, and she collected Barbie dolls throughout the years. Mm. And my mom was talking to me, and she was like, "Here, there's so many Barbie dolls. I don't even know what to do." I was like, "Okay, here's the thing, Barbies." If they're old, those things are expensive, especially if they're the holiday edition. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. The holiday editions, those go for thousands of dollars. Damn. And um, she has holiday edition Barbies. So I told my mom, I was like, you need to go on eBay and you need to help her husband, you know, get money for these because he's not going to want them. They don't have any grandkids that want them. You know, they don't really have family. So at this point, basically sell them and... Yeah. Get the money, live life comfortably, you know, for the rest of however long, you know? Yeah, for sure. So That's fair. The only I, other thing that I could think of was, like, if there's, like, a museum or something oh, that's that would true want too. them. But mm-hmm. yeah. it depends. Like, obviously, take care of yourself first before yeah. you... Right. And he and his wife world, were, so. are well off. Or they were, you know, we're well off, so... So, But yeah. I, I want to see these. I want to see this collection before... Yeah. Before, Before it gets they, dispersed into the world. Yes. Right. Yes. Because yeah. I grew up with Barbies. That was my life growing up, yep. you know? My sister, I, too. I have a tub of them at home, at my parents' house still, you know? Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Anyway, Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Yep. So, Keith, how did you how did you describe the Mandalorian <laughs> to me just a few moments before the podcast? Um. So, I think the Mandalorian is my favorite Star Wars creation of the Disney era. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think there's really... A contest in my mind. I I, I like the movies generally. Mm-hmm. Some I like more than others. Some I like less. But um, The Mandalorian has got to be my favorite. It feels like old Star Wars. It does. Yeah. It does. And Dave Filoni and John Favreau, 
Yeah. In my opinion, those those two together can do no wrong. Like, holy cow. Have they done other like co-productions? Um, John, I don't know if John Favreau was involved with the Clone Wars, but Dave Filoni created Clone Wars. Oh, he he created Rebels and Resistance. Nice. So, yeah, so he's I got mean, a long track record of Star Wars television. So. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then John Favreau has the visual style. And I mean, he's a great storyteller, too. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a huge Star Wars nerd, elf. too. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> if you're a Star Wars nerd and you're willing to, like, hold on to... Mm, True Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, like, I don't the, the, know. The, yeah, the, like, at its essence, the Star Wars franchise just has something about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like understanding how to protect that as you're adding yeah. to the stories. And right. Not yeah. just throwing, not just like doing what you want to do in a universe that you like, but just like right. propagating what it is about Star Wars that everybody enjoys. Chris right. put much more eloquently what I was attempting to say. <laughs> Words well, are know, hard, guys. <laughs> Words are hard. I was texting with uh, one of my best friends the other day about The Mandalorian, and I actually kind of likened it to Joker, um, okay. the, the Jacqueline Joaquin, 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 Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. Um, <laughs> well, so like, what I like about both those things is that you know I like Star Wars and I mm-hmm. like comic book movies, but I'm moving further and further away from liking big budget, connected universe spectacle movies and liking small stories about small characters mm-hmm. doing small things. You know, um, so like those kind of personal character driven stories to me are more interesting. And that's what Mandalorian was to me. I'm like, there's no force. There's no like right. million characters running all over the place. Like you're with the one character and you're with baby Yoda and you're oh, following them through Yoda. their adventures. Right. And it's yeah. just like, I don't know. It's just such a, it's, it feels like a more personal story to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I like that. Yeah, I agree. And then like the, um, Star Wars has always had a little bit of sort of this like space Western type of feel. Like it's just yeah. like, yeah. Um, like the Wild West gunfight stuff. I mean, like, and like, is I think particularly with Han Solo, you get a lot of that. Yeah. Sort of like feel like he's like, oh, we gotta get that stolen goods wagon train over to the whatever. It, like yeah. anyway, and, and it's just <laughs> wagon train to whatever. That wagon speeder. <laughs> yeah, I remember that scene in A New Hope. Yeah. Well, that was, uh, yes. So anyway, I'm gonna make a wagon speeder being called by Banthas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeehaw. So. Not to derail your. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's the, definitely, like, he's got sort of, like, this, like, um, like man with no name type of feel yeah. to him, you know? It's like he just, like, he breezes in, like, and, and especially with, like, these, like, quote-unquote outer rim planets or whatever, like, for people that are more deep into the thing, it's like mm-hmm. they're even more sort of, like, they're, like, the frontier towns, mm-hmm. yep. you know? And he's, like, and he's not necessarily coming in to clean up the place or anything. He's not, like, a marshal or whatever. But, right. You know, he's there to do his job, and he's not going to let people, like, mess around with him. And it's yeah. just, like, right. it's such a cool aesthetic. Yeah. I, uh, for a lot of the show, I was, well, the early episodes, I kept on thinking to myself, like, you know, this kind of fi- feels like like Xena Warrior Princess a little bit. And I loved Xena growing up. And then we get to, I think it's episode four or five when they arrive on the forested planet with the farm village, okay, you know, yep, yep. and they meet Gina Carano. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is really a Xena episode. <laughs> like, and I, I like, I like, I loved it. I just ate it up. I thought, I, love I'm like, her. I thought it was the coolest thing. Cara you know? Dune. Yeah. And the fact that they actually say her name, Kara. I'm like... 
You may have spelled it wrong, but you pronounced it right. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually, after the one episode, I thought that she was going to be gone. Me too. And then, spoiler alert, can we spoil? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. let's do it. Okay, you know, and then she comes back and, you know, he gets the team together and they go F some S up and it's like, (laughs) can we curse on this podcast? Uh, we're, I, we're, we'll keep it like PG level. Okay, so yeah. they F some S up. And it's, <laughs> and I, you know, in that last episode where he gets the team together is so great. I, I love that. It yeah. is. Well, I mean, so the one thing I, I was a little kind of salty about, not super salty because it's an amazing show, but like in the trailers, they showed all of these big name characters and they're in for like two minutes and that's the last time you see them. So it mm. was nice to see Kara like actually go through. Like IG Eleven was in the very beginning, and then he came back, which yeah. Yeah. great. But then like there was um, Ming Na Wen's character, the bounty, the other bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Like they, I feel like they built her up to be something pretty big. From what like I was seeing when I looked up Mandalorian stuff, oh. and then all of a sudden she was there. The one, and on, dead. the one they hunt down on Tatooine. I believe she was on Tatooine. Or it looked like she, he, yeah. he joined up with another guy from the guild who was yeah. trying to get into the guild. Yeah, that was and Tatooine. Go, yeah. So that was the only beef I really had with it. Like building up characters and then killing yeah. them. See, I, I didn't look too much into like who was supposed to be in it or who wasn't or anything like that. Like the... Um, Carl Weathers was a surprise that he was in as much of it as he was. I thought he yeah. was just going to be Captain Exposition in the first one, like setting up what the guild is supposed to be or whatever, and then mm-hmm. he wouldn't mm-hmm. be in it anymore. And like... I really loved his character. Yeah. His whole. character was great. Yeah. So, I like, like that, you know, you're not sure whether you should trust him or not. Yeah. You know, he's... It's, it's he's, got that Lando type of feel. Where a it's little like, bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, because he seems good at first, and then he kind of turns on you, and then in the end, he comes around, and he's a good guy, and yeah, that was a good character arc for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked that. Yeah. So. I mean, I definitely saw the backstab <laughs> at the very end when he was going to kill Mando. Oh, yeah. I was like, like I kind of saw that coming. I was like, I, I didn't trust him. But then once Baby Yoda healed him at the very end, I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah. He's, it's not going to happen. I was a little nervous during that campfire scene. Mm-hmm. I was like, these guys are going to turn on our friends here. Yeah. That's not going to be good. Yeah. Classic Western trope. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Sitting around the campfire and then the dragons come down. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Those dragons and those Westerns. Watch out. Those dragons are awesome, though. Yeah. Those are, I don't uh, know what they, I'm sure they have were some Were those kind Minox of Star Wars or what? No, I don't know what those were. Minox, at least you have power cables. <laughs> and don't they live in asteroids? Yeah. And worms that live inside of asteroids. It, Right, that's right. Yeah. Did you know Minox have a larger cousin, the Grolic? I did not know that. Man, I do not know all the Star Wars names. I, I only learned about the Grolics because I'm I'm currently listening to the Thrawn Treason book. Good book. I don't know what that is. Thrawn, actually, amazing character. So you see the blue blue guy on the wall? The guy that's yes. That's yes. Thrawn. Okay. He's a chiss. I've seen him in your videos. Yes. <laughs> Thrawn's awesome. Lurking in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Side tangent. Isn't it funny how all... Star Wars planets are one climate. It's like, now we're on I the know. desert planet. Now we're on the forest planet. I don't know. I've it's always like, found that kind of amusing. It's like, do you have sun surrounding the place? So yeah. you could have like this know. just one temp? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess. Mm. I, mean, I, I mean, obviously, I don't like it came from just like the practicalities or impracticalities oh, yeah, of yeah. shooting a small movie on a small budget in the yeah. 70s were like, well, we got sand. Let's have a sand planet. <laughs> we got a forest. Let's have a forest planet. I, we got I, Camino, I, which is an ocean planet. That's It's just one big ocean. Right. Yeah, or Hoth, the ice planet. Yeah. 
But like, I, I think it makes it easier. So they, they've kind of muddled it up now with like the sequels and stuff. It's it's easier to know where you are based on the environment. I think it's yeah. true. Yeah. So I, th- I think it was more of like <laughs> it's easier to tell the story if it's just a whole planet of sand mm-hmm. than right. or in the desert area of whatever. Right. So I know in the books, I know it's not in the shows and the movies or the shows or anything, but in the books, Alderaan has multiple uh, climates. climates. Oh, okay. does it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because uh, I know like Leia has to go through training in Bloodlines. Not Bloodlines, sorry. Uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan. And she uh, she has to go through this training before she can be a prin- become princess. Uh-huh. And so like the training also has to do with survival. So she has to go on this survival thing with a bunch of other people. And they're going through like swamps. They're going through ice. They're going through all sorts of stuff. Okay. So the books fix it. Yeah. Books fix it. <laughs> yeah. And then, but, like, yeah the, the, but otherwise, in the visually in the movies, yeah, it's like yeah. one climate. Yep. So... As far as we can see. Small nitpick. Yeah, that's yeah. that's why. So you should have been on for our great and terrible ones. <laughs> right. And it's like, I don't want George to see this and be like, I had to. I had no money. I'm like, I get it, George. But, you know, we're like 15 movies in. <laughs> Y'all have money now. Disney is funding you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And Disney has to have, like, they have to be one of the largest economies, like, compared to, like, countries. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, just the amount of, like, IPs that they have, like. Yeah. And, like, I, I, there's another podcast I listen to when I'm not listening to Rise of the Podcast (laughs) called uh, Indie Film Hustle. And uh, the host of that show, Alex Ferrari, looked up the, uh the ways in which Disney makes their money, because it's all public, and uh, it was a shockingly small percentage of their money actually comes from movies. Really? Yeah, because, you know... Is it, like, Disney World and, yeah, like, I mean, toys and A lot like of it that, is or? licensing, you oh, know? Yeah. So it's like, you know, when they, when you see a frozen towel in Target, it's probably not actually made by Disney, but they license those char- characters out right. to, the, to the towel company, and Disney gets money from that, and that's uh-huh. that's a huge part of it, also the parks. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not like the, the movies were, like a paltry percentage of their income. You know, it's it's pretty big, but then when you think of like what it costs to make a movie, right. you know, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. you know, a Star Wars movie is going to cost over 100 million dollars and then every once in a while you get a John Carter of Mars mm-hmm. that Disney made what like 5 years ago or yep. 10 years ago and it bombs. So um, yeah, it, you yeah. know, the movie business is pretty risky, but they Disney insulates themselves by having theme parks and streaming yeah. services and all this all those other stuff. Yeah. yeah. So Well, I think the safe like when it comes to Disney, like a lot of times you think Disney princess. Mm-hmm. And so like whenever they come out with the Frozen, you know yeah. every single mom and their kid is going to go to that movie multiple times. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, so like those ones, they're very, they're safe to go with those ones. And I feel like a lot of the money comes from those for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, I know they, Disney, whatever they're doing marketing wise, they're mm-hmm. doing it right. Cause my, oh, yeah. my daughter, mm-hmm. you know, we, <laughs> so my daughter's, uh, about two and a half mm-hmm. and, you know, early in the early days of her being around, my wife and I would just kind of put on the things that we wanted to watch. Like mm-hmm. my, my wife would put on friends and I'd put on like a Batman cartoon, like a very kid friendly Batman cartoon. Of course. And we'd, we'd think like, Oh, you know, she's going to grow up liking the things that we like. And as soon as she, you know, had a voice to express what she wanted it's all princess stuff and we didn't put that there we didn't encourage it Mm -hmm. at all we didn't discourage it all but you know she just frozen and princess sophia the first which is a disney channel tv show she loves this stuff Mm -hmm. she doesn't care about batman (laughs) (laughs) give it time give it time that was me growing up like my dad we watched star wars all the time as a kid and i was 
when I was younger, it was, you know, Barbies and dollies and horse toys and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then as I got older, I was like, Star Wars. Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> so I just, Star Wars and video games. <laughs> I got to keep the Batman cartoons on then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Keep them going. Keep them going. Yeah. Or if you can find some like girly way to throw it in there. I don't know. Uh, like, well, you know, they're actually. That girl and stuff like that. You know? There is this DC brand called Superhero Girls. Yes. Um, and it's, there you, you know, Batgirl, Superwoman, mm -hmm. uh, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn. Which is a questionable edition. Yeah, yeah. Like, hmm. but but you know, um, yeah, that's how you know they don't have too many female characters when right. they're crossing over a oh, villain. Right. right, and they they made a new one called Bumblebee, who's super cool. But yeah, so you know, we we read those books, and there's right. cartoons and stuff. Yeah, so, so I I you know kind of like here you should watch this. Right. Yep. My yep. cousins, uh, my cousin has two little girls, and. Um, they sent me a picture the other day. They live in California, and they sent me a picture the other day of my grandma reading to their three-and-a-half-year-old one of the Star Wars little golden books. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. So yeah. it's, Is it like an old-school one, like no, from the they, 80s? No, they, they, they just came out with Star – well, not just, probably these, a couple years ago. These are the ones with the pages that are like an inch-and-a-half thick, right? Oh, the board no, books? No, they're you know, the little golden books. They got like the gold border on it. They're probably about like this yeah. big. I actually didn't know paper. that they were still making golden books. Oh, yeah. I, I, I guess I don't know what they are. I thought that this is. You didn't uh, grow up with little golden books? I yeah. grew up with nothing. Oh. If you went to a thrift store and we pointed them out, you'd be like, oh, those. Yeah. Okay, I feel yeah. like I want to look it up. Well, you, you, well, you guys continue talking and I'll just. You're going to look it up? Ow. That was my knee. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but so Jeremy and I, we've actually collected. When we had when we purchased them, we had collected all of them. But apparently now there's new little golden Star Wars little golden Star, books. Out. Oh, I didn't know that so, there was any Star Wars little. Oh yeah, books, we have like eight of them, I think. Nice. And I think they just came out with another little set. Cool. So, Jeremy and I want to purchase those. We've been slowly collecting kids Star Wars things from when we started mm -hmm. having kids. Yeah, there's a. My daughter and I, we also go to the library a lot to, uh, you know, just have a, like a place to go to play and like look at stuff. And uh, there are all these Star Wars like young adult books that she's like oh, yeah. drawn to. Okay. One of them, I actually sent Brownie a picture of this. One of them has um, this weird like graphical representation of Jake Lloyd becoming. Um, oh. <laughs> What's his name? Darth Vader. Well, no, no, no. The actor who plays oh, oh Hayden Christensen. Hayden oh, Christ Hayden oh my God, yeah. brain fart. Yeah, Jake Lloyd becoming oh, yeah, Hayden Christensen, and there's this weird, uncanny valley middle where it kind of looks like both of them. It's really creepy. Yeah, it's upsetting. Anyway, so okay, I'm I'm familiar with those books. I did not okay. have them growing up. Okay, okay. You but, but, I, but you know I know what we're talking are. about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. Daniel. There you go. They okay. also they also Mission have a book called ABC three PO and oh, Obi One Two Three. They win just based on cleverness alone. There is I saw a kiddo uh, wearing a shirt the other day with BB eight on it and said yes. BB great. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So this was this was actually a Valentine's stuffed out, stuffed <clears throat> BB eight and it had a. a um, sash on it that says will you bb mine oh <laughs> that's like a ralph wiggum card <laughs> i choose you it was cheesy but i was like it's bb8 i need to get oh, it for jeremy it's, it's gonna great. happen i bent my wookie <laughs> oh, is that a, a Ralph Wiggum? Yeah, so the diorama thing, uh, I don't, the Simpsons reference. So yeah. there's a diora diorama competition, and Lisa's got this rivalry with this other little girl student who's like better than her, quote unquote, whatever. 
And then uh, they end up sort of like, by competing with each other, neither one of them ends up actually winning. And then Ralph Wiggum wins because he has a collection of like mint in the box Star Wars collectibles. Oh, yeah. And then he's walking walking home and he trips and he falls down and he like crushes them. He's like, ow, I bet my Wookiee. <laughs> That's awesome. That is That's great. hilarious. Oh, the my Simpsons gosh. Have, they've had a, a lot of good Star Wars jokes. Like yep. There's there's uh, the one where Homer walks out. It's like, you know, a flashback, and he walks out of the movie theater after having just seen Empire Strikes Back and spoils the ending. Yeah, and for everybody these, in line. All these people are yelling at him. It's great. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I feel like if somebody did that for one of the movies, I think I would have just punched him in the face and been like, shut up. Could you imagine being in the line to go see Empire Strikes Back on opening night? Like, what yeah. What an experience would, right? would that be? I like, That, um. I'm trying to think of, of any, like, recent movie that's had that type of, like, phenomenon-ish. Like, I think the Harry Potter movies are kind of like that. Not nearly well, as... I experienced it with The Dark Knight. Like, my segment of fandom, like, lost it for that movie. And I was right there with them. I, I went in a Batman costume to a midnight screening at the IMAX oh, theater. Dope. and uh, That's awesome. My buddy dressed up like the Joker, and there was those, like, little... Uh, you know, put a quarter in the car and it goes back and forth and he starts laughing and runs in the car and I jump on top of the car and I'm like, get out of the car, Joker. And we put on this stupid little show for everybody watching in line. It was fun. That's awesome. So yeah, that for me, the Dark Knight was like my Empire Strikes Back okay. experience. I think I, Dark Knight, Christian Bale, Dark Knight. Yes. Yeah. I, I think I went to midnight showing of that back when they like legit midnight showings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not Thursday afternoon. <laughs> right. No, now it's like they release a movie on Tuesday night and counter for the have, weekend opening. Yeah, have yeah. all these like weekend box office numbers that I'm just like, are you it's, kidding that's, me? That's not the weekend. The movie's been out for a week. Yeah. Yep. So they can only go back one more day to Monday. Yeah. And now they're just <laughs> opening a weekend early. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so I, uh, jumping back to The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. um, one of the, my favorite things that ended up happening, and it was Giancarlo Esposito being in it as uh, Moff Gideon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, from Breaking Bad. Yeah, of Breaking mm -hmm. Bad and Breaking other fame. Bad. Yeah. When he showed up, I was like, man, this is bad news. Because yep. you, you, whenever you see that guy in a TV show, it's bad news for, <laughs> he for the friggin', hero. <laughs> he friggin' has the dark sword. Like, yeah, the dark oh, yeah. saber. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so does that exist in Star yes. Wars lore outside of the Mandalorian? So... In Clone Wars, um, there is a whole whole series that in that in there that goes to Mandalore, and Darth Maul gets the Darth Saber, Dark Saber. Uh, so is there only like one of these? There's only in one the Dark universe? Saber. Oh wow! Um, and I, what group? It was like the Pre Vizslas. Man. We need Jeremy. I think we do. Jeremy. Um, so there's there's I'm, one dark saber in the universe and Gus Fring. That's it. <laughs> Gus, Gus Fring has, has it. it. <laughs> God. Well, so I think Jeremy was telling me that like the, so like the first Mandalorian Jedi decided to build this lightsaber differently than all the yeah. these other lightsabers, and it's like basically whoever holds the dark saber has a claim to <clears throat> be the ruler of Mandalore. Mm -hmm. So it's oh. important to Mandalorians. Okay. So that's why Maul wanted it. Yeah, so cool. yeah, and yeah, there's this whole thing yeah. that, and I, I forget 80% of what he told me about it, but. And yeah. then it re makes a reappearance then in Rebels because um, Sabine Wren, she is from Clan, Clan Wren on Mandalore. She ends up getting it, and I think she ends up, it's been a while since I've watched Rebels, but I think she ends up helping rule Mandalore hmm. or rules Mandalore. So when the Darksaber 
appears and Mm -hmm. it's being held by whoever and that whoever winds up on Mandalore are all the Mandalorians like, okay, you're you're the leader or... I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Although all the Mandalorians are freaking dead on... What planet? What planet? What's the town they're in? Oh, I forget. Specific location. It wasn't Black Spire, was it? No, I don't think so. There's not too many Mandalorians left though, right? Yeah, well, because the the Empire wanted all the Beskar, the stuff that his army is made out of. So they went and they just wrecked up their planet and took all of it. Which is why it was a big deal that he had that Empire stamped Beskar Mm -hmm. when he shows up to... It's kind of crazy to me. Like, if there was one, like, uh, suspend your disbelief thing about the Mandalorian that I was having a hard time grasping, it was the fact that all these guys got took out, all the Mandalorians. Know. You know, because they're so badass, and their armor's awesome, and their tech is awesome, and they're just, like, warriors. Mm-hmm. Yep, like and that's they a just, religion. <laughs> yeah, and they just got, like, wrecked by these, like, goons in these plastic white suits. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, come on. I don't, I don't Well, then how did the that. armor survive? How did she not get killed along with everyone else? I don't know. Maybe she, well, you saw her wreck everybody with that hammer. Yeah. So wait, I forget. Did she die? I don't think I think so. they, they didn't show her dying. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be alluded to that she was going to be like the last like defense to give them the time yeah. to escape. Right. Although, as everybody knows, if you don't see someone literally die in Star Wars, they're not dead. Yeah. Even if you see them get cut in half and fall down an endless elevator shaft. Or you're throwing down a different endless elevator shaft. Right. <laughs> Screaming with lightning coming from your hand. <laughs> so the, the, To be fair, he did die. Yeah, so allegedly yeah, he died okay. and was brought back. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, he looks the way he looks for a reason. I mean, have you seen that face? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Good stuff. So much lightning. <laughs> so much lightning. Yep. All right. Well, anything else you want to say about the Mandalorian? Except it was freaking awesome, and I love Baby Yoda with all my heart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Baby Yoda. I need to get myself a Baby Yoda stuffy, and he will sit right here. <laughs> and I will hold him during the podcast. <laughs> I have one additional thing. That shows ending credits with the like Western book cover style paintings yeah. and the awesome music. Like every time, I never think this. When I'm, when I'm watching a TV show. But when The Mandalorian ends, I'm like, oh, sweet. The closing credits are going to start. <laughs> <laughs> like, the closing credits are so great. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So. Like, the the, um, the production value that goes into the entirety of, mm-hmm. yeah. the, of that is so good. Yeah. And actually, I don't know if you guys uh, picked up on this, but when, I, when I'd watched those little paintings moving around, if you really look at them, I'm pretty sure they had those paintings commissioned before the episode was finished because there will be like little things that look kind of off, like mm-hmm. little things about the costume or the character's face. And yeah, I'm like, I yeah. noticed that, especially in the in the one with the other bounty hunters, the Twi'leks and stuff. Mm-hmm. I noticed there were like things off in those pictures yeah. specifically. And I don't mind that actually. It's no. I don't know. It's, well, it's, it's, it's like, kind of like cool. their concept art. Yeah, I was just going to say yeah. that. It's like you're getting sort of a sneak peek at what they, what they pre-visualized it as. Right, yes. exactly. And yeah, I, I love it. I, I do love when shows and movies and stuff do that. Like like I told Chris, Jeremy and I are watching Gravity Falls. During the credits of Gravity Falls, they always have just this little clip of something funny. Yeah, just like, like yeah, it's like, like tw- an outtake or something. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's, it's a cartoon. Yeah, and so, so uh, yeah, it's, it's just like a little like it's like a little extra 20 second long joke that's running during the during the credits. Yeah. So, so and I think it's just to help sort of like because this aired on TV or whatever to get you to like keep watching through the credits to get to the next show, I think. Oh, yeah. 
But so if you haven't, so I don't know anything about gravity. So I, I'm going to talk about Gravity Falls for a minute because I love okay. this show. It's so, so stinking good. So it's a it's a kid show. It's animated, and it's about these uh, this twin brother and sister, Luke and Lay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a twin brother and sister, uh-huh. Mabel and Dipper. Mabel and Dipper. Those are funny names. And uh, they're they, your uncle. Yeah. Stan. So they're at, <laughs> they're spending the summer at their great uncle Stan's um, place in Oregon, Gravity Falls, Oregon. The Mystery okay. Shack. And uh, so he's like, he's a Mr. Krabs type and that like, he's just mm-hmm. trying to scam people out of money. He mm-hmm. runs the mystery shack, which is like a, it's like a, uh, like a Ripley's Believe It or Not type Yeah. Thing. He's got okay. like, a, he's got a mermaid in there and a jackalope and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. So like, so it's like, and so it's like a tourist stop, tourist trap type of place, whatever too. So like he's doing that, whatever, but there's like legitimate like mysteries. So imagine mm-hmm. like Scooby-Doo, but all the ghosts are real. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And then, so Mabel and Dipper are like trying to solve these mysteries and stuff like that. And the coolest thing about it is that there's a, the storyline goes throughout the entire, it's not one-off monster of the week type of thing. Sure. All the, th- like they do have some stuff like that in there, but it all builds towards this. And I don't think that you and Jeremy have gotten far enough in yet to start seeing like the greater story starting to come into focus. Cool. Right. But it, it is one of like just the best like overall just like stories. I'm you sad know, there's I'm only actually, two seasons. Yeah, it's only two seasons. They, they ended it when the story was done because they didn't want to like adulterate it's what they had made. So funny. Everything you're saying right now kind of makes me think of Avatar. Like the last the last episode. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. That was like the movie? No, yeah, no, the, the, no. <laughs> not, the, not the blue. Not no, the yeah, the last people. airbender. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, yeah, Avatar the Last Airbender. Um, is it? Have you guys watched that show? I, no, I've, I I've seen a few episodes of it. Oh I have. God, I have. I, I haven't been able to. to <gasps> my, okay, is it on Disney Plus? No, it it's Nickelodeon. Is so, it on any streaming service? Uh, I don't know. Actually, maybe Hulu. But okay, so the. But I've seen episodes of it. My my best friend, who I used to live with, was obsessed with the show, and he would watch it all the time. And I caught episodes here and there, and it was good, but I never had taken the time to watch it yet. Well, so the thing that you're talking about, Gravity Falls, which sounds really awesome, it sounds like it'll appeal to me because it, it, it's a kid's show, mm-hmm. but it definitely has, you know, appeal for grown-ups as well. Um, mm-hmm. There are three seasons, and they're basically structured like a, a film trilogy, you know, Um and the show ended when it was supposed to end. You can totally see from the first episode that this it would it was predetermined that this show would end in the season finale of the third season. Um, there's a continuing story arc. Like there are little side adventures in in each episode, but like the characters set out in episode one with a goal, and the whole series is like yeah. them working towards that goal, okay. and it's freaking great. So Let's good. See if that's I can awesome. Find it. Yeah, but yeah. don't watch the Shyamalan movie. <laughs> the Shyamalan movie is as might as well oh. have nothing to do with the cartoon. So okay. fair. Okay. Yeah, but I I think like I I don't know that at two and a half it would be easily digestible, but like there's enough like sort of slapsticky, you know, like kid geared content <laughs> that it might be something that you'd like to watch together. But Gravity Falls. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it kind of sounds like it. But for sure, even if you just end up watching it on your on your own or whatever, it's just it's so freaking good. Nice. Mm-hmm. I think what, uh, okay. like, where do I find it? Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Oh, okay, cool. I feel I'm a little mix of Mabel, a lot of mix of Mabel, and the non-scammy part of Uncle Stan. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there's cool. like, there's like little things that they do that just like you, you could tell that they really cared about doing this. Like a lot of like cartoon shows, everyone just wears the same thing all the time, right? Yep. And and for the most part, this is true for this, but Mabel has a different sweatshirt every single episode. Oh, like they're so cute. I love her shirts. fuzzy llama one. Yeah. 
So like just like little things like that. Or there's um there's a part where um like the mystery shack has a sign and there's an S and the S gets knocked down during one of the adventures mm-hmm. and so it says mystery hack and it says that for the rest of the series. Oh, see that's cool. So it's just like little stuff like that that adds up. Or like there's lots and lots and lots of little details. And actually, if you look in the at the end of the title, so it's got a great title sequence. So you're talking about like end sequences. The title sequence is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's got a great theme song and everything. At the very end of mm-hmm. the Title sequence. There's always little clues that like they they play like really fast. Like you'd, you'd have to stop and like look at them, but it helps point you towards where the mystery is going if you want to do the work to see oh, what these clues cool. are. So that's like cool. just like just little small details that really mm-hmm. make stuff just awesome. So. Yeah, you know, I think we're living in a world where uh, closing credit sequence and opening credit sequence are kind of being like skipped over more yep. than they used to, yeah. and that's kind of sad to me because I think when a uh, when an opening title sequence is really good, it, it like primes you for what mm-hmm. you're about to watch and like mm-hmm. gets you into the correct mood. Mm-hmm. But when you can just like, skip, it's like, I don't know. It kind of takes yeah. something away from me. And now, you know, the the Netflix, the button you have to hit to actually watch the end credits, it's like so yeah. quick. If you don't hit it within like three seconds, it's like on to the next one. Yep. Yeah. And it automatically skips the opening title. It's like, I want to watch all this stuff. Yeah. But like, I know when I like, if I binge watch, a TV show, like The Great British Bake Off, for instance. Yeah, I've watched so many episodes of that. When I get to the like skip intro, I've seen it five hundred times. Skip that sucker. That's funny. That's actually one that we watch every time. The Great British oh, Bake really? Off. The yeah, intro? yeah, we always watch the intro song because okay. it's so good. It's it's I like know. it's so nicely shot and the music is perfect. No, they do a good job. They're, I just get to the point. I'm like, I've seen it. Yeah, I know. I mean, there are some that we skip. <laughs> I don't know. Have you guys ever seen? It's a brand new show um, called The Morning Show on mm-hmm. Apple TV. That one we skip because it's like two and a half minutes long. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's like, like it's like House of Cards has a really really long. That's a that's one of my favorites. So it's great. Like up until the whole Kevin Spacey controversy, I wanted to um, reshoot that sequence, but with the Luth locations. Yeah, that would oh, be super cool. cool. So, well, did you watch it after the Kevin Spacey? I I haven't picked it back up yet. Well, because. Uh, they treat it really interestingly. I don't want to spoil it anyth- anything. Do you watch the show? I've watched like four or five episodes of the first season. Okay. Well, they, they continue without Kevin Spacey with Robin Wright Penn as the only star really of the show. Actually, I think she's just Robin Wright now. I, th- I don't think she's Robin Wright I was going to say, is it, she's, she's Buttercup from Princess Bride. Yes. 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 Um, it's really good still. Okay. I'll have, to, I'll have to go back. It's been a while since they've put out any new stuff, but it was really good without okay. Kevin Spacey. And it's, the good thing is that it doesn't make me feel ashamed to like continue liking the show. Yeah, Even so, though and, Kevin and, Spacey had been in it, they treat it so well without mm-hmm. him that it's like it's so, okay to keep on going. Yeah, so that that was my concern. It's like I don't want people to judge me for still liking the show because of what right. you know. So right. yeah. Um dang it, I had something that I was gonna loop back to and I forget yeah. now. So I think about that. So you know how you said that you want to reshoot which, which yeah, the, the 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 title sequence. Okay, so I do remember what I was gonna say the title oh, sequence oh, yeah. for House of Cards. It's it's just it's a lot of time lapses of the D, of DC, and it's really freaking cool. Yeah. So AJ, the, he, my younger brother borrowed my gimbal this week, and the reason he wanted to do that was for his um, uh, his woodworking company, Delarnia. He wants to do an opening sequence like Portlandia. Oh, but oh, call cool. it Duluthia. Oh, nice. <laughs> and so he went around and he shot different scenes from Duluth's and he's going to, you know, put it, put Duluthia on it. And then apparently 
the theme song for Portlandia isn't a like licensed song. Oh, it's just like public domain. Yeah, huh. I guess he huh. looked into it, and it's just huh. he could he could use it no problem. So he's going to remake that Duluthia. Cool. For his business. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. No, so um, we were talking about uh, title sequences like priming for stuff. So again, like we, we talked about Breaking Bad a little bit earlier because of um, Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, like that's like the the perfect title. It's like twenty seconds long, but it's like it's like moody. You get the whole like you just know it's gonna be this is gonna be like a like gritty drug something, right? You know, so it's like it's like in that way, and like especially if it was shorter like that, it's easy to not skip. Mandalorian's thing is like literally the five seconds of that music cue that just says the Mandalorian, and then you're back yeah. into it. So yeah, actually, all those like light passes over all the characters. It's that how fast it goes makes me want to watch it every time because yeah. it's like you get these like the quickest yeah. glimpses of all these cool masks and I'm like I want to yeah. see them you know have you seen our Lego version oh of course okay yeah, I was awesome. gonna say that, uh. that came out like the day after the Mandalorian did. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were like right on that <laughs> so yeah props uh. I, I kind of want to reshoot that, too, because we have a macro lens now, so you can get everything Ooh. just, like, really just razor sharp. Right. So, with tax return season's here, right? Yeah. Yay. So, I know, right? Praise God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> by all the things, Jeremy and I have tra- been trying to decide what we want to do with it. One of the things that we have thought about is doing the uh, Surface Studio. What's that? It's, a, it's, it's an amazing computer. It's like a, a giant touchscreen computer that's like designed for artists. Yep. Like so that. what you can do, and the new one, you can actually you can hook up, you, you can game on it, and you it's set up for VR as well. Oh, wow. so it's powerful enough that you can do that kind of stuff. But so what you can do is like you can grab it and you can lay it down at an angle so it's actually good for drawing and stuff like that. And then cool. it's got like a little dial, so you put it on the screen, you can turn it and like grab colors and stuff like that wow. instead of like going into a different menu and stuff. Right. But one of the other <coughs> things we talked about was I told Jeremy, I was like, with our taxes, I was like, I would be okay if you got that lens that you guys want. Or I really want a tilt shift. Tilt shift oh, lenses are the best. Yes. That's tilt shift. like they're how so cool. expensive. Of those three I things. Know. Tilt shift. <laughs> Definitely. But the tilt shift, the, I mean, the tilt shift is cool, but like the studio can do so much for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, tilt shift is super cool. I don't know what kind of applications. Oh, for Lego builds, actually, it'd be really cool. Well, yeah. Cool. It's because like we've been talking about doing that one sort of like that little series or whatever. And then mm-hmm. be the, the idea of um, cha- when normally you like photograph like Legos and stuff, you're at the perspective of a, a person and then it looks like a toy, right? And that's. Right. So the the point of a tilt shift lens, as you probably well know, is like it was designed for architecture to make buildings look straight. Like when you're taking a picture of it, oh, and everything. Sure. So like you change the <laughs> axis of your focus, so it doesn't look like you're shooting it from a low angle or on all that, right? Right. So and then it has the other effect that the, whatever what they're famously known for is making big things look tiny, like they're in miniature, right? Right. But then you can make miniature things look big. Going the other way, so you can make Legos look like life size. Yeah, well, so if you want to do like a stop motion, for example, with it, you could have just like something that feels like a big real Lego world. I mean, in my in my independent filmmaking, I I do this technique called free lensing or lens whacking, depending on who you, who you ask. But it's when you shoot with your DSLR or mirrorless with the lens off the body of the camera, so you're letting light go through the lens, but then light also comes in and interrupts between the lens and the sensor and you can kind of get similar effects it's not like a tilt shift it's like a poor man's tilt shift i suppose yeah but um i love that kind of photography it's just it's the coolest so could you tilt shift in theory 
Like if you, you see, you hold it out and you have to let a little bit of light in the sides. Could you, in theory, make a clear plastic connector? And I suppose so, yeah. that would, I mean, then you could let the, you wouldn't have to sit and hold it. You'd be able to just like connect everything, but the light would still be able to come inside. I think, you know, and there's uh, this company that makes kind of, um, I don't know what to call them, just like kind of like hack lenses okay. called um, Lens Baby. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Lens Baby is really cool. Squeezy one. Yeah. And they make weird little make stuff, stuff like, like that. that. And they're not expensive either. You know, you can buy a cool... <laughs> I don't know what it's. It's not a tilt shift lens, but it's kind of similar. And it's for, what it's what they call. It's like their cheap solution to a tilt shift. Yeah, gotcha. and you, they only cost like two hundred bucks, and yeah. you can do cool stuff with them. Yeah, and sure. the basically like the the end of the lens, you can actually like grab with your hands and like move it around. And yeah. it's like I don't what? know if it's like a spring or whatever, but like so you can get something like similar to a tilt shift type of look because you're actually changing the angle that the lens. It's is It's just a little yeah. more difficult because you're trying to hold the lens and then have the button. Well, yeah, button. well, so like, yeah. so with a tilt shift, it's all precision. Like, you actually dial in the, the stuff mm-hmm. to do the thing. So this, you're just doing it by hand. Gotcha. But then you don't need to worry about holding down to your actual <laughs> right. camera. So when you're freelancing, you have to do all the stuff. And part of the allure of the freelancing thing is, like, you get those little light leaks it keeps talking about. But then right. because the angle and the plane of focus is constantly changing, you, you get interesting. The, like, just the look of it is very interesting. Right. On top of all of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm imagining just shooting... The Star Destroyer here with a tilt shift lens, or or even just free lens. Just make it look just massive. Yeah, yeah, you can do such cool stuff. I mean, it is massive, but you know. <laughs> yeah, even more massive. Right? Even more. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, that's what we, that's some of the things we've been talking about. I, the tilt shift would be awesome, but I'm leaning towards the studio. I mm. I don't think that any of those things would be a bad choice. Just yeah, buy them all. Not. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) what kind of tax return are you guys getting? I actually, I screwed myself. I mean, I didn't screw myself for taxes, but I I applied for several grants this year. And so that's all untaxed income. Um, And I actually, I planned ahead. I squirreled some away. It turns out I don't need it, but my return is, I'm basically breaking even, which is like the first time. It's the first time I've had enough freelance or miscellaneous untaxed income to like, not really get a return and on one hand it's like well obviously it's all all worth it but on the other hand it's like (laughs) i want my free money that's not free at all money i paid it for that (laughs) it's a it's in a funny it's like it feels like you're just getting money in the mail and it's like you're really not this is your this is your money you're getting back a percentage of what you paid in right because you paid too much right (laughs) so (sighs) lord i saw a funny meme and one of my friends posted and it said, oh, you need to pay your yearly taxes. And you're like, the, you know, the person says, well, how much do I owe? Oh, we know, but we're not going to tell you. <laughs> and the person's like, well, what happens if I don't pay? And the IRS is like, oh, you go to jail. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> yep, that's about right. What happens if you pay too much? We'll give it back. Yeah, right. Eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Right. You have to fill if, out all these forms, though. Right, <sighs> and and probably hire a professional to really figure it all out. Yeah, because if you if you tell us if you if you fill those forms out wrong, you go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> right. Seriously. Right. Yeah. Uh, I I mean I I'm no expert. I'm not going to change. Tax law and rise of the podcast. <laughs> Isn't there just, Space taxes. Don't you think there's just a way for us just to pay what we owe and no less and no more and just have not, that be that? Not, not have to even do this process at all? Yeah, you would think. But I don't know. I'm sure it's it's a complicated web that's way beyond my understanding. Yeah, I... As long as as long as I don't go to jail at the at the end of April, that's all I care about. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you know, they probably wouldn't catch you for like 
two years down the Seriously. line. Seriously. So. I, I still haven't gotten while. a W-2 from my previous employer. Oh, really? Ooh. How so, far in the past previous? Like over the last it, business year. So like, oh, okay. the, so businesses have to have it postmarked, I think, by the January 31st. Yeah. So if I so don't if you get it. So if you don't get it, it during the course of this next coming week, then you have to, I don't know. You report I, them and they get charged $550. Oh, damn. I didn't know that. So if I don't get my W-2. Well. This is the revenge side of Kara that people don't normally see on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't work for that boss. <laughs> Change it from Rise of the Podcast to Revenge of the Podcast. Right? For this one episode only. Just do a dark filter over me with a red light. Just Revenge of the Podcast. Man. We talked all about all the things today, didn't we? I Some, think we did. Somehow we got to tax law. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all clearly are super well versed in. Yeah, that's what people come here for is our, is our stimulating discussion on tax reform. How many people make it to the end of the podcast here? That's we'll true. find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you made it to the end of the podcast, comment tax law in the description. Yeah. So I think that's as good a time as any to wrap up. Thank so. you guys so much for watching. If you did make it to the end of the video, I think we've earned a like. We talked about a whole so many things, the most things, probably. <laughs> They're great things. They're huge. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Subscribe if you're not already. Ring the notification bell if you want to be notified every time we upload a video. Comment anything you feel like in the comment down below. That's what it's there for. Thank you for watching. And, of course, may the force be with you.